So let's begin with uh, this time of year is ideal. Let's talk a little bit about how to help your house plants during the winter, especially after these last week or two of severe weather we've been having. When it comes to house plants and the people who grow them, there's not much to love about winter. The days are short, cold, sometimes just gray all day long, temperatures plunge during the long nights, and dry heat from the furnaces and fireplace just sucks the moisture out of the air. The indoor climate for houseplants is just like the polar opposite of the warm and moist conditions those plants are genetically engineered to experience if they were in their natural habitat. So let's talk about some things, though, to show houseplants, I guess they call it, the love they need to survive and even thrive during these difficult growing months. The first thing is try to be aware of the greatest dangers your houseplants might face. Those dangers are the classic combo of low light, low humidity, and temperature extremes. To put it in simple terms, in your home, the remedy really is location, 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 and some attention. But first, let's bring up the three most common mistakes home growers make when caring for their houseplants in the dead of winter. So the first thing to be aware of is don't be leaving your tropical plants in an unheated porch or a garage or too close to a really hot or dry air source, somewhere in between. Putting them far away from direct sources of natural light just is not going to get it. Even though it's cool and they've slowed down their metabolism, they need that natural light. And of course, one of the things that I'm even guilty of sometimes, don't forget to check them for water. To avoid these mistakes and to help them survive until longer periods of daylight, an increase in temperature, and a rise in humidity inevitably returns in the spring, and it always does. Here are some do's and don'ts for winter houseplant care. First on the list is remember to keep the idea of the temperature in the location where your plants are. How do you do that? Spend a few bucks, buy a thermometer, and hang it near where your plants are. For tropical plants, and a lot of them are tropicals, the rubber trees we call them and everything, the ideal minimum night temperature should be no lower than about 58 degrees, and the daytime max no higher than about 75, which is a pretty good living range for up. I'm not sure. I'm really happy at 58 at night, but it hey, saves a little on the electricity, and you throw another blanket on the bed. Then choose a location with good natural light. Small plants can just be placed in the windowsill. Just make sure the leaves don't touch the glass. If it does, it'll, it'll scorch those leaves. If your wind is late, cold air, caulk them or move the plant away from that glass to avoid those cold drafts hitting directly on your tropicals. And this may sound a little often, but it's smarter to check your plants at least every other day to make sure and see if they have enough water or not. As the surface of the soil dries, it'll become lighter in color. Use your index finger to check the soil for moisture. I try to go down one joint on my index finger, which is about three quarters of an inch. If it feels dry, it's time to water. Now, do reduce the amount of fertilizer. Don't fertilize your plants near as much in the winter as you normally would in the summer. That's because of the decrease in the day length and the temperature and the house always being a little bit lower in incoming light. They just don't need as much fertilization. 
Some plants that we, that, like the succulents that we grow, may actually go into a state of dormancy or partial dormancy and really don't need any fertilization for a couple of months during the long, slow, cold winters. With slower growth, as you might imagine, plants need fewer nutrients, especially then, then when you want to pour it to them, wait till spring comes. As a result, you can cut fertilizing. I always just give the idea that I cut it in half from what my normal fertilization schedules are. I cut the dosage and frequency in half, and even in my greenhouses where, I've been, where I used to use a lot of fertilizer, just cut them back to, I'd say, once a month instead of twice a month is my normal uh, schedule when I'm actually uh, watching my plants to make sure they're as good as they can be. So once a month and about half as much fertilizer as you think was, or you know, if you know your plant, it was using up in the spring and summer times. And the next in importance, maybe not even be next, it may should have been up at the top of the list, and that's knowing the humidity where your plants are growing. Ideally, Humidity of your home, the amount of moisture in the air should be between 30 and 50 percent. That's according to the Environmental Protection Agency for you as well as for your plants. Humidity that's too low or too high can cause health problems for you and your plants and even issues for wooden furniture and other things in your home. One way to test home humidity is a thing called a hygrometer. Easy to buy, inexpensive. It's just a device that kind of looks like a thermometer. Buy it at most any good hardware store. The Walmarts carry them. Everybody that has plant uh, product usually has them. If the humidity in your home is less than 50%, okay, I think you should either go to waxier plants and just not try to grow those tropicals, but I, I can't do that. So the good news is so many of the new digital home thermostats in the last five or ten years that have been installed have their own humidity sensor and it comes up and they've gotten really accurate over the last decade or so. So relative humidity is really just a ratio of the actual amount of water vapor present in the volume of air at a given temperature. It's a little formula, but it works. The, the, the hygrometer or the electronic sensors now figure all that out for you. Just the 30 to 50% range is best for you and best for your plants. House plants can actually tolerate more than you as far as being comfortable. They, most of them can handle 80%. But I think a lot of you in your homes will find that high of humidity pretty much intolerable. What you could do is if you create a little enclosed microplant uh, area for, uh, I'll call it a microclimate for your plants, then you can better control it without having to affect the rest of your home. Let's begin with a couple of points of those you just have checked and you really, really need to raise your humidity. One of the easiest ways is just put your plants on a saucer that has pebbles on the saucer. Put water on the pebbles, but do this. Don't get the water above the pebbles. If you do, you're going to have that plant sucking up water uh, from beneath, and it's going to stay far too wet because it wicks very easily, and it'll just eventually cause root this technique will raise humidity around the plant, but not in real large areas. It's just going to be pretty doggone localized, you know, how many plants, how many saucers you have, and what size your growing area is. And yes, you can get a hand spritzer and spritz your plants. It, the, they claim it does a little bit of good, but just for a very, very short length of time. So a much better way, and they're not as expensive as they used to be, is if you're really a serious plant grower, you might consider 
investing in a humidifier for that room where you're going to keep your plants during the winter part of the year. And if you have a little bit more money and want to get fancy, the current humidifiers even come with their own hygrometer built in, so you can literally kind of tell the machine at what humidity range you think your plants need to be kept. And another good idea is keeping your plants growing close together. They shouldn't touch leaves. That usually won't hurt them, but it's not a good idea. But the closer you keep them, the more they'll naturally keep the humidity in that area up in and around each other and maybe lessen your workload a little bit. This may sound a little bit laborious, but a few times during the winter, take the time to dust, especially if you have broadleaf plants. That little bit of dust has a tendency to change the humidity right on the leaf, and it's very easy just to wipe it off. And uh, it keeps your plants looking better, number one. Number two, it'll save you another percent or two in necessary humidity. And finally, you'll be amazed how much this simplifies the job. Get a small fan and let it just move the air around your plants a little bit. I mean, think about it. Even with warm weather and even if it's cool, we like a little breeze. Well, that really, really does help stimulate the plants. And it also, of course, sort of evens out the humidity. I see people do this all the time, and it's kind of amazing. They'll take their big tropical plants that are used to warm uh, air and high humidity and put them in their garage for the winter. Well, you're just asking for trouble for most of them if they're truly tropical. They're just not going to be successful there. You're way better off to keep them indoors. Do realize that in nature, these kind of plants never experience an extended cold, dry rest or light deprivation. They, they're just never have actually been evolved to handle that. So just remember, keep them indoors. Even if it's a dry indoor climate, it's definitely better than an unheated, dark garage that doesn't have enough light and certainly is not warm enough. And I mentioned this earlier, but I'll say it again because it's another one of the big problems I see. If you're going to put them on saucers and put them on pebbles or stones or rocks around it, be sure that water First, make sure you keep the water in there. It works, but so that it's not touching the bottom of the pot. You're just asking for root rot if you let that water get into that pot from the bottom. And if you feel that your plant really needs repotted, hold off. Unless it's just super root bound, you're way better off to wait till early spring to repot that plant. And I'll give you one more warning. When you move those plants, a number of people, us including, have plants that are really out eight months a year. They sit out on the patio or somewhere. But after it's been in your home two or three months, don't just go stick it out there in the sunshine. You're going to burn it. You know, you're going to scorch the leaves. You're going to get black spot. You're going to set the plant back. So, so don't do that. Slowly go and go to open shade and let it sit a day or two and move it again and then wait. And in a week or two, pretty soon you'll have it wherever it's going to be and it can sit there for the duration till the next fall if, if necessary. But putting it right out after it's been held in suspension for two or three or four months is just not going to work for your plant. So that's about a quick rundown on what I can tell you about houseplants. I'm not a big houseplant grower, but I do think they're really, really healthy to have in your house. 
So do consider, as a matter of fact, one of the things, I might even do it today, let me think about that, is a list of plants that are really good at exchanging oxygen for you in your home, very inexpensive. Yeah, maybe I'll put a list together for that. If not this week, definitely do it for next. <laughs> 